All right, seconds out. Delighted to be joined by our unbeaten heavyweight prospect, Fabio Wardley. How are you getting on with all the restrictions and stuff? Good, good. Managing, surviving, getting through like everyone else, really. Same old, like, it's still training and that. Just It's just a lot less equipment and it's kind of... It's kind of brought everything back to like the basics kind of thing. All that fancy gear and stuff is kind of not accessible. So you just kind of have to make do with what you've got and and just try and stay on top of things, really. What have you got at home? What are you able to use at the moment? Um, so I've got a bag. got a bag up. I put that up and did all that myself. So I did a bit of DIY for that. Um, I've got like dumbbells, weights, bands, sandbags, med balls. So I have got quite a bit of um equipment just more like functional stuff obviously same as everyone we're just missing like the machines and i haven't got a lot of really heavy weights um so i can't i can't get like some big deadlifts in or some big squats things like that that's probably the only thing i'm i'm really missing from my training is that that heavier side of things just because i haven't got that much equipment um but everything else is is supplemented or covered in, in one way or another so I'm unfortunate to be fair. I've got like when the gym stopped and stuff, they gave out loads of equipment and stuff, and I grabbed loads of bits. So I'm sorted. It's just um, missing a few bits. You were scheduled to fight on April the fourth, of course, which was postponed initially from December. You must feel pretty mm. unlucky. A, that it was postponed the first time, and then B, that your date fell around two weeks after the boxing show stopped. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, really. I was um. I was talking about someone with this a few days ago that I'm just kind of, I'm a bit kind of numb to it because at the beginning of my career, I had loads of cancelled fights. Like my debut was cancelled like six or seven times in a row. So I'm a bit like numb to it now that I kind of, I'm used to just, all right, it's cancelled, carry on, keep moving, keep training, stay on top of it. I've kind of built up that kind of resistance to it that it is what it is. You just keep going, you keep moving, you keep training. So yeah, it is, it is a bit unlucky, but it's just, like these things like the only time I'd actually be upset or annoyed if there was anything that was my fault or my or something that the reason why I couldn't fight was because of me and it's not it was just there were issues that are out of mine and everyone's control that just can't be can't be changed or can't be can't be resolved so you just have to wait it out we're all in the same boat so there's no point me grumbling saying oh I, I can't believe I didn't get my English title fight when there's people like Dylan or, and Joshua and things are supposed to have like big, big fights. So it just is what it is. We're all in this boat together, really. To be fair, though, they did get to fight in December, whereas by the time you come back, you're going to be out at least a year. I suppose the mm. consolation to that is that you're still very young and fresh into your career. Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, I'd like to have a much, much busier time. I'd like to be like, I'd like to be fighting a lot more, but with the injuries that I had at the back end of the year, it just, it just is what it is. Like you have to, I could have, I could have risked it possibly and, and tried to see how I'd have been on that point night and if I'd have got through it or however, but ultimately on the overview, what's the point? Like if I, if I take a few extra months out, I'm, I'm young, I'm 25, like I've got years, years ahead. There's no point me rushing it, doing more damage to that injury that's going to affect me later down the line where I can just take a month or two to let that fully heal, let that recover and then and then go again. Like I've got, like I say, time on my side. Heavyweights don't hit that absolute peak to a bit later in their career. So I'm a bit I'm a bit more fortunate in that sense. So I don't I don't have too much issues with with waiting around and stuff. Obviously 
it would have been much sooner, but just with the coronavirus and stuff, that obviously then pushed everything much, much further back. So you just have to take everything in a stride and keep moving. What was the injury that you were struggling with leading up to the December date? Uh, so when I was out in Miami, the I was obviously I was at the I was in Miami for a month sparring with Philip Hergovic, and um, in annoyingly, literally the last training session before I came back, I uh, I got a fractured eye socket. Um, so, well, it wasn't the eye socket, it was, the front was fine, but it's like, there's this bit at the back of your eye that holds onto the eyeball, basically, and my eye had been pushed by like an accidental thumb or something like that, something had hit my eye directly and pushed it back, and it cracked like the back of, they call it the orbital, like, fractal bone or something like that. Um... So yeah, so I was like a bit blind in one eye for a bit, and there was just no way I could, no way I could fight really. Um, so yeah, that was the injury, and they said it took about, it would take about eight to twelve weeks to heal, um, and it's all fine now. Everything sorted, like recovered. There was no no long damage, no lasting issues or anything like that at all, which is good. So um, that was the that was the issue. Yeah, so it was just like I've fought in the past with injuries and stuff. Like I've fought with like hand injuries and like fractured knuckles and broken ribs and stuff that are on like the late stages of healing but you just do the fight anyway because things like that you can get through but something like your eye it was just not something I was willing to risk I was not willing to just maybe put that on a 50-50 and see where it goes before it ended like that in Miami what was the experience like of being out there training and sparring with Hergovic yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. Really good. Really good. Like I've, I'm a bit more used to that kind of those type of things now because I've been on, I've been away, done training, training and sparring camps away in different countries now. So I'm a lot more familiar with the process, how it works, what they expect, all of that. And um, yeah, it was great to be in America. Great to be in Miami, a nice, a nice place, and it was hot and sunny, and it was just the ideal bit of training. To be fair, it was just. A, like the perfect month of just sun boxing and just training and, and chilling and resting and going to the beach and eating some good food and just a nice mix of everything and and Hergovic and his team in the camp they're all very helpful and accommodating and they looked after you and made sure everything was everything you had was needed because obviously I was building up to a fight and stuff so I not only had to spar but I had to make sure all my own training was covered and I had access to the gym and a trainer, someone to do some pads with and all of that. And they made sure all that was covered. So, yeah, it was great. You sparred a lot of top heavyweights, the likes of Tyson Fury, Dillian White, Alexander Usyk, of course, on a couple of occasions now. How does Hergovic measure up against those sort of guys? He's up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's up there in, the, in that top that top echelon. He's, he's on his way to being up there. I think he obviously still has a lot more to prove and show just because he's he's fresher to it, he's a bit newer to it. But you can see from sparring him and stuff, you can see all them fundamentals that have been drilled into him are there. You can see how clean how clean cut he is and how he knows all of the all the basics very, very well and little cues and little like distance measuring things and he knows his space, he knows like his reach and how long he is and he just knows himself as a boxer very well that he knows how to apply those skills. So yeah, he's good. He'll be It'll be it'll be interesting to see him come up and what he what he does to the division and and how he fares against some other fighters out there. Is there anyone out there that you haven't sparred yet that you would like to? 
Um, I'd like to spar Wilder, to be honest. I'd probably Wilder and Joshua, the two left that I haven't, um, the big two left that I haven't had the chance to to get in with. And I'd like to. I'd like to. They're probably the, they're the ones that I'd like to test myself against. One, I'd like to feel Wilder's power is maybe stupid as that sounds. Whoa. It's almost like that. It's it's like that thing of like everyone talks about it and you've seen it and stuff. So is it like is it as powerful? And it must be, but it'd just be interesting to see and, and kind of to feel and see how it feels to be in the ring with someone like him. And the same with Joshua, really, for, to, to size him up and see how strong he actually is and how powerful his shots are and his work rate and things like that. Uh, it, it's interesting to me to as a like as a as a person that loves boxing and kind of the, the deeper science and things to it to actually go from seeing someone on the TV to how they look to then being in the ring with them are two very different things. And I like to see, I like to compare those two different things and, and see how the actual outcome is. Can you pick out any kind of big differences from people you've sparred in the past where you've had a certain perception about them from watching on TV and that's been confounded when you've got in the ring with them? Yeah, there's been, um, there's been like people that I've sparred that I've seen on, on TV and stuff. And I've thought there's, like it just looks like if I was in there, I'd get I'd get completely battered, and and then you get there on the day and you do some sparring and you actually hold yourself quite well. And don't get me wrong, like sparring is sparring at the end of the day. It's not that's not their full potential, and that's not a full representation of them. Like there's obviously a lot more they have there in sparring sessions, especially the camps and stuff that you go on. People are working on specific things to. Work so they can use them in their fights that they have upcoming. So it's not an exact measurement, but it is. There have been times where I thought, in certain circumstances, where I probably wouldn't even be able to hold my own with certain people when I've got in there and I've actually done very well and I've been quite impressed with myself. So yeah, there is that. It's, that's why it's interesting to see kind of bridge that gap. And the Vanilli fight got uh, rearranged after the injury. It was going to be in Newcastle, which is credit to you that you're willing to kind of go before a hostile environment. How close to the fight date were you when you found out it wasn't going to take place? I think I was about two and a half weeks out. You must have been, um, you know, frustrated. Half and half. Like, I was... Because a lot of people were asking me, like, is it going to go ahead? Is it happening? Is it happening? And to be honest, I felt it would. I thought... I, I thought that that show in particular would be like the last one. Yeah. And then like within days or a week or whatever, just after that, then everything would shut down. I just, in my head, I had the feeling that now we're just, because at that point it wasn't as big as it is. And I thought now we're just going to make it over the line. I'm just going to get in. We're just going to get that fight done. And then boom, then everything's going to shut down. But it happened about two, two and a half weeks before that. Um, so yeah, it's not ideal. But even a few of I, um, so there was two other two of my stable mates from my gym as well who are pro boxers, and they had a fight on that weekend coming up. So they had a fight uh, at York Hall on the Saturday. Both of them were on the same show, and everything got shut down and, and cancelled on like the Wednesday or something like that. So they were even closer. They were in like actual touching distance, like days of it, and well, that was everything on the got shut contract down. Show wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, again, like I said, we're all in the same boat. There's, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. No, there's no one to blame. There's nothing like you just have to kind of ride this wave 
stay busy, stay professional, stay training and just come out the other end of it. And do you expect Valili to still be the next fight when boxing does resume? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. As long as he's game, I'm still game. I don't mind. Like, that's that's the fight I wanted. That's the fight I asked for. So there's no point in me saying, no, I don't want it now just because I've been out of the ring for a little bit or, or whatever. I've still been training and leading up into everything. I was still sparring and stuff. So, yeah, I've been out of the ring, but I haven't been, like, away from the gym. It's not like I've been injured for a whole year. I've been training, like, completely, but just not been able to always finish it off with a fight kind of thing. I've been doing camps and stuff and something's happened which has slowed me down. I've had to start again. So, yeah, the only thing I've really missed is the fight nights. That's the only thing. But everything else is still there. It's an interesting clash of kind of backgrounds between you and Valili in that you turned to boxing quite late on in life. You've got a white collar background. He was Team GB, celebrated Commonwealth Games, gold medalist, of course. Had mixed fortunes, though, at heavyweight, whereas you're unbeaten on the rise and he's kind of at the last chance saloon I would say now even though mm. he's still a relatively young man what would you make of him as a fighter um honestly I haven't seen too much of him I know I know about his background I know he's well well schooled he's got a good ABA and obviously he won the Commonwealth gold and and all of that but from what I've like from what I've seen and then from what people have said to me and stuff obviously he did very well in the amateurs and then that transition to pro was a little bit, or, or I don't know what the right word for it would be, it was just not difficult, but maybe there was something missing. There was a few things missing from his game, maybe, or something, or, or from his training, or, or his just interest in the sport maybe waned a bit, and he just kind of he lost love with it. So um, that's where I think maybe I'll have the advantage there, because I'm a lot fresher to it, and I'm, I have, I'm not like an old dog in the game. I haven't been in loads and loads of fights and stuff. So I'm still young and fresh and, and fully in love and, and love the sport and love the training and love putting myself through it. So I can I can train like just as hard to get there. But um, they, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. To, it's a weird, like you say, a weird clash of someone that has next to no experience versus someone that's a decorated amateur with a gold medal. So it'll be, it'll be a good matchup. And I think that's what, I think there is a lot of interest about to see kind of, how this this kid from white collar does against it's almost like white collar versus ABA and seeing how that works out and seeing where them where that particular fight ends up. All this world class sparring you've had, do you feel you're at a point now where you've caught up where that level of sparring you've had compensated for the lack of amateur experience? Um, I'd say I'm catching up. I wouldn't say I'm caught up. I'd say I'm I'm well on the way. I'm I'm a lot like every year or every month however I'm always progressing I'm getting better like I watch old fights and I can and I compare them to the newer ones and I can see that there's that improvement along the line I'm learning things I'm picking stuff up so yeah I'm closing the gap I feel definitely just by one obviously in the sparring spending time just around boxing a lot more at the shows at the events around different boxers just completely immersing myself in the sport is the way you pick up so many different little things so um yeah, I definitely think I'm I'm well on the way to, to mixing it at that level. Must be great for your confidence as well, not just holding your own against these world-class fighters in sparring, but also the fact that they're requesting your services quite regularly. Yeah, definitely. I think that was something that um, really kind of, that was the thing about me in the beginning that I think a lot of, like, a lot of people heard 
because even when I was going to different camps, they'd already said they'd heard about me and so-and-so had mentioned me and sp spoken and like almost recommended me as a sparring partner just because I was always willing to go anywhere with anyone and whatever rounds you needed, whether it be you wanted two, you wanted eight, I'd be there, I'd, I'd do it. Like I'm, I'm with it, I'm down for it. And if you want a, a technical spar, I'll do that with you. If you want to go health a level, we'll do that as well. Like I was, I was just so keen to, to jump jump in with all these people and gain whatever whatever knowledge and anything I could and just and learn and I think that was what got around the most and I kind of built that reputation as the the usable guy for sparring and stuff that uh, everyone could go to and call on and I'd be there so yeah I think that helped me a lot in one building relations with with these people and getting to know them and being in a more comfortable place with them to be able to pick their brains a bit and ask them questions and yeah, it's all it's all helped me loads. A fight that at the moment is still scheduled for July the 11th, I'm not sure if it's going to happen on that date or not, is Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. Um, I'm sure you'll have at least one eye, but hopefully both eyes on that, as you're <laughs> aiming for the English title and they're fighting for, among other belts, about nine belts on the line, but one of them's the British <laughs> title, the coveted Ronsdale yeah. belt. Who do you kind of fancy in that fight? And, and how far away do you feel you are from challenging the winner or of those two? Um, when it was going on, I fancy... I, it's difficult. Like I, You can't clearly give it to any one of them, any any each of them. You can't very clearly say, oh, no, it's going to be this one. Because they're very similar. Um, and it's versus, it's like youth versus experience and, and those, those typical things that you pit against each other. But um, if I was going to pick anyone, I'd probably pick Daniel. Um, more so just because I think he's a lot crisper in the way he throws his shots, when the way they land and just the way they connect and, and how upright and well-schooled he is. I think he is the, the cleaner fighter. Although I still think they're very, very similar. I think he is the much cleaner, crisper kind of fighter there. And if anyone's going to land a, a very clean, like, knock a KO shot, I think it'd be him, to be honest. But don't, don't get me wrong. I'd like That's not putting Joyce down at all because I think he's a good fighter. It's just I, I don't... I feel that in, in a fight that's so close like that, I think maybe the cleaner fighter will come out on top. And how far away do you feel you are from challenging the winner, potentially? Although they may vacate the belt, obviously, but, but if they didn't? Um, a few fights. Hopefully, say we get through the Lily fight, uh, have a couple more decent testers to maybe, and then if they've still got it by then, then yeah, that's that's where we'd want to be. Because again, them two boys have a lot more experience on me. They've got a lot more more your years in the bank and time in the ring and stuff on me, which is which is something I need to make up with other fights. And and like you said, having a year out, or it probably will be by the time that I have the actual the Lily fight, it won't be ideal for me. So. Yeah, as much as I do want to jump at these people immediately, I have to be smart about it as well. A fight for you. I mean, obviously you're a promotional free agent, but you work predominantly at the moment with Matchroom. A good fight mm. might be you and Dave Allen, I would have thought, especially if the British title <laughs> does end up vacant. Yeah, that was something that was um, talked about quite a bit at the beginning of the year um, that Dave did interview, and, and quite flatter flatteringly, if that's a word. Yeah. He said... Um, so. He said if he was to challenge for the British, he, like they asked him what fighters would be kind of in that contention, and he named me. 
which is was just quite a nice thing to say, and I was quite like happy with that. And yeah, I'd like I'd happily I'd happily have a good a good scrap with Dave. Like I've we've sparred not often, like a couple times maybe, um, and only a couple of rounds at a time. We've like been there around each other in, in Dylan's camp next to each other and stuff. So familiar with him. Um, but it'd be a good fight and a fight we'd both welcome and he's a nice guy and I, I like the things he's done in the sport but kind of how he's built his own image and just been himself pretty much all the way through and just and made something out of that I can really respect that so yeah that'd be a good fight to have down the line if, if the belt is vacated and we're both in, in that kind of position at the same time it'd be something I think we'd both welcome Brilliant I'm sure the fans would welcome it as well so we'll see how the rest of this year pans out first, obviously. Um, but it's been really good to, to speak to you. You seem in good spirits, despite everything that's going on. So that's good to see. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll get to catch up um, in person soon. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully when all this all this settles down a bit, we can get back to normal and get back to boxing, hopefully. It's what we all want. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, well, stay safe and take care. And we'll see you soon. You too, mate. Catch you soon. Take care.